Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Uh, well, uh, uh, more to come, listeners. This is, uh, I have the great benefit of, uh, getting a chance to talk, uh, with the, the, the co-creators, a part of the creative team of the new DC series, Naomi, a new character in the DC universe. Uh, I, a very interesting. I'm really anxious to talk with both of them. Um, uh, we have on the show today, uh, David Walker. I mean, uh, I think that most of you out there will know him. He's written for Marvel, for DC, um, and many others. He is a writer, a publisher, a filmmaker. Um, uh, most recently, uh, Bitter Root, uh, with Sanford Green, but I could go on and on. Uh, he's a publisher of Solid Comics, a new independent publishing house. Uh, I'm gonna keep the intro short so that we can get to talking. David, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And of course, we're also talking with Brian Michael Business, Bendis, uh, acclaimed writer, Eisner Award winner, also a longtime writer for Marvel, now at DC. Uh, writing Superman, co-creator on this book we're going to talk about, uh, curator of the new Wonder Comics imprint. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit uh, as well. Brian, thank you also for being on More to Come. Thank you. Uh, and w- unfortunately, we're missing the, the artist on uh, uh, Naomi, uh, Jamal Campbell, but we're going to see if we can talk with him a little bit later. So, um, uh, this is a, uh, I, I really wanted to talk to you guys. I think this series really fits into the new world of comics that we're living in right now. Uh, the American comics market, uh, uh, it seems to be open to new opportunities. Uh, the superhero genre as well, uh, is, is, uh, realizing that there are new readers out there, uh, and, and, and looking for new characters. Um, uh, so I'd want to talk about all this because the hardcover, hardcover edition of, uh, Naomi is coming out in November. But first, I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit for our listeners about the relationship, uh, uh, between, uh, you, David, and, and, and Brian. I know you guys are longtime friends, and obviously that must have played into, uh, the creation of this character. So I'd love to hear from both of you, actually, about, uh, your own relationship. Do you want to go first, Brian? Yeah, you you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like you said, we've we've known each other for a very long time, and um, uh, just a lot of conversations just about comics, about storytelling, about film, and and probably about four or five years ago, Brian had been teaching at Portland State University for for quite some time, and about four or five years ago, he – he he bonked me over the head with a hardcover edition of Watchmen and dragged me into the classroom, and I started teaching with him, and um, and from there the the our our relationship and and the conversations that we had about story and storytelling just went to a whole other level, as we were both sharing our individual expertise and opinions to to a classroom full of students, and and from there it just sort of the um the idea of of us working together went from really being an idea that we had talked about a little bit in the past to to almost i guess an inevitability does that sound like a good word inevitability yeah. <laughs> it'll work yep. yeah <laughs> yeah and it and it was just like you know one day and then and then one day Brian was like okay we're doing it 
And, you know, you, how do you say no to that? Sure. Yeah. Well, the, the parts he's skipping over is um, how uh, deeply influential and important he was to the um, um, birth and development of Miles Morales. Oh, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, as as, as um, uh, with other friends, but David uh, right there in front was there to keep an honest eye on things and was a great shoulder uh, to communicate, um, you know, ideas and, and uh, experiences I had not experienced myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally said to him, and I knew, I knew he was taking a great deal of pride in Miles' success in, in outside of comics, like in, in the world. And I literally said, the next thing we do, we're co-creating it proper. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, like, um, and then we started teaching and then like, we're literally standing across the room, a uh, classroom from each other, uh, talking about the hero's journey and it's important to every culture and it's important to every generation. And I'm looking, I'm like, why are we doing this? So it was, uh, and, and that was the start of it. Uh, and hilariously, I do remember the first idea of going, all right, that's it. We're working together was like, like he was on Cyborg and I was at Marvel. The fact that it ended up being Naomi at DC Comics, it's so it's so hilarious how the world and life works. You know, just never a million years that I think that's where it would end, and it ended up in the perfect place at the perfect time. Yeah. But it really was. I, I think our big takeaway was that a we personally needed to express ourselves through this character, but we were so delighted that it revealed such an open door for people to come on in to the DC universe. That, that mm-hmm. part we were like hoping to do that, but we were surprised how eager people were looking for a doorway in. It wasn't that DC wasn't uh, something they didn't want to be part of. They were just like, yeah, how do I get in here? And I, years ago, I, we were that for, with ultimate Spider-Man, we were like this gateway book and that mm-hmm. was cool. I, I, I didn't realize we were going to be doing that again, and I'm thrilled that that's what Naomi is for some readers. Some readers came in, you know, with already deeply entrenched, but some other readers are like, "Oh, thanks for the thanks for the doorway in," and that that is just delightful. I got to tell you. Well, yeah, it's a great. That's that's one of the best parts. Well, I mean, I think well, th- th- this is obviously part of what I want to talk talk to you about. I mean, I really think we're at a special moment in the in the North American comics market. I mean, uh, uh, I think I David, you, you've obviously had a uh, uh, you've had a career. I think of like of creating opportunities for I think relationships between African American characters, of course, and and this new readership. Uh, and, and as have you, Brian, obviously with Miles Morales. So give us some background on Naomi because um, I, I really do think that this is a character that's for this moment. And, um, uh, and, and particularly, uh, in terms of how the book trade has opened up, I think, the, uh, the American market to, to both to new readers, new kinds of characters, and not just for, you know, other genres besides superhero comics, but for superhero comics, uh, as well. Well, um, you know, for me, one of the things was that, you know, growing up as a, you know, young kid, uh, biracial, you know, identify, self-identifying as African-American and definitely called out on the playground for being that. Um, you know, I love superheroes and I love comic books, but I, but I never really felt like there was 
much of a place for people who look like me. And, and, um, and I always wanted to do something to change that. And, and so the, the appeal of writing characters that look like me was, was always a driving force ever since I was, I was very young. But as I, you know, got more into the industry and, and as I developed as a writer, I also started seeing that, like, if there's no place for me, there's really wasn't a lot of place for, um, like young women and girls. And, and I had sort of grown bored with, um, you know, the, the, the boy male superhero sort of thing. So, so that was part of it for me was like, I wanted that challenge of creating a character that, um, that I honestly felt was needed and not just by girls. That's a very important thing to emphasize. Um, but that, that would excite me to write because I, I, it's difficult to get excited to write something if it's not something you would want to read. Yeah. And, uh, and Brian, um, I, well, I should say, well, Brian, I, I, Naomi has a, a very affecting after word in it where you talk about uh, your relationship to David and, and to this character. Can you uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about that? I was just trying to get David to cry. Um, <laughs> Which he did, by well, the way. Not just David. Yeah. I mean, it was... curse you, Bendis. Curse you. Not just. Yeah, no, it's funny. David, I, I let wrote... me tell you. I wrote those afterwards, kind of privately. I'd even tell the creators that we're going to be in there, and it was kind of it was kind of fun. I, and then I forgot about it, and they come over and go, "Thanks a lot." And I go, well, what? I'm here to remind you. Yeah, <laughs> you get made us yeah. all kind of squishy. Well, go on. <laughs> well, it's it, 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 it's it's some sometimes it's hard to talk about in a podcast because you know anybody will tell you your relationships are so important to you that even using words to describe them can sometimes feel. Uh, uh, insignificant to how you really feel about them. And, and, uh, and, uh, this book does express like how I feel about David and our relationship, but it's, 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 it's strange. Like that feeling that people get reading it, that's how it feels to be uh, in friends and collaborators with him. And I, I was so, uh, blown away that Jamal was able to process that. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're coming at it with a lot of like history and there's Jamal who we don't know at all. And he's able to like take all of this emotion and, and history and, and process it through his artwork. It was just a tremendous experience. Now this go, but to answer your, your question. Yeah. We were having, you know, deep conversations about, you know, race and uh, social politics and how we, and just our individual stories about how we grew up versus how my kids are growing up versus how uh, people we know in the world and, and, and all of this, it just, it just felt like that's the, the story that we're telling is, is like as individual as you can get, like Naomi's experience has to be as specific and unique as ours. And, and that's why you see so much of like, David in in her it's a, it's it's how he grew up in Portland it's where we started just cool. a feeling well look can um uh, can either of you kind of give our listeners uh kind of a uh, a a summary a, a schematic of the plot uh, just to bring them into the world of Naomi and oh, sure. what they can encounter when they they pick up this book yeah you go for it, Brian you do it so much better Oh, uh, yeah, it's a uh, young girl, Naomi, lives in um, uh, the Pacific Northwest in the uh, the D.C. Avatar city of Portland. 
and because <laughs> DC loves their Avatar cities, we do too. And um, and and it's there, and, and she's just living a normal life. But it's there. She's she's uh, a little obsessed with Superman. She's going to therapy to deal with all the issues that come from you know her adoption, and she feels a pull. There's something off. And when Superman literally bounces into town, bounces in and out, uh, a, a blip in Superman's life that completely turns the town upside down, as, as it were, a place that doesn't normally get uh, a superhero sighting, uh, starts Naomi on a quest to dive a little harder into her adoption story. And when she starts to dig, uh, she opens up uh, an enormous universe of secrets that um, DC Comics doesn't even didn't know about ahead of time. Oh, really? Um, uh, um, secrets about well, the, the whole of I mean, the whole DC universe doesn't know about. Oh, yes, so sure. What okay. Naomi yeah. uncovers is a whole other world and of of secrets and uh, villains and heroes and that are that are going to be becoming more and more a part of the DC universe as the story unfolds. Yeah, and and um, uh, and what I love about the story, and obviously one uh, once again one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk with the both of you about it. Um, uh, now, now she's a uh, uh, she's an African American and uh, adopted kid in uh, in a in a majority white town. Uh, there it, there seems to be a almost Krypton Superman Smallville paradigm at work that's shaping her. As well as um, you know, what I take to be um, uh, the kinds of emotions that uh, adopt adopted kids go through. Would, would that be a fair way to des- describe it? A hundred percent. I um, obviously make make no secret of uh, I am the father of mm-hmm. uh, adopted girls, um, of which David is an uncle. And um, with when you have adoption in your life, you of course have many many other families with adoption and their uh, truths and their stories. And um, so I've been living with you know dozens of different stories and truths, and all through that time. You know, people in the adoption community would always say to me specifically, you know, you writing about this stuff helps people. It, it normalizes it. People still don't get uh, what, what adoption is or, you know, and so just when you write about it, it does normalize it. So I'm never looking to, like, shove that in there. But every time I think about, like, oh, I have a perspective I can I can share that will help someone. And Naomi was, oh, we can we can completely lean into it. We can completely... Uh, tell that story, and then, yeah, the, the comparisons to Superman's origin and the truth that they had, and then applying them to a more uh, a, a setting that's more about Naomi and her character uh, was very interesting to me and David. That was very like that's really like taking the formula hero's journey and applying it directly to the modern sensibility, like almost with a professorial, you know, hmm, let's see what happens when you do this, you know, <laughs> was, was, was very high on our, our, our uh, agenda to, to see what works and what didn't. That, that was uh, for us personally a, a big goal. Uh, uh, David, he, right? he said professorial, not me. I didn't no. say professorial. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, you know, the, 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 the teaching thing is following you both around. Um, uh, so, I mean, I, I see the professor thing is, uh, you know, kind of a fatherly figure, too. So there you go. 
Yeah, you, you you both have to have that hanging over your head. So so you you've yeah. got a you've got a, a child here, and Naomi. Maybe David, you can talk a little bit about um, her relationship with her 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 parents. I mean, one of the things uh, I'm excited about in this kind of new era of superhero writing uh, is uh, creating characters uh, for this kind of well, really the young adult book market. Uh, it's incredibly dynamic, incredibly powerful right now. Uh, I think it's only going to grow and create new readers for this medium that we love. Um, and uh, yeah. one of the things that I was excited about this character is, of course, it's really um, – uh, yes, the character is dealing with this situation in her small town, uh, ambivalent feelings about – you know who she is and um but she's also got teenage buddies and you know she's dealing with that mm -hmm. and uh and uh, i also think jamal campbell's artwork uh goes a long way toward actually you know uh really inviting us into her world so uh, yeah i'd love for our listeners to hear you talk about uh how uh, the community that she lives in and her parents well you know for me it was really uh there's a lot of personal truth in, in, in this story in that, um, you know, I, I grew up, I went to junior high and high school in Portland, uh, which back in the early 80s was um, even less diverse than it is now. It's, it's a little bit more diverse now. But before we moved to Portland, before my mom got a job here, I grew up in Connecticut, also in a, like an even more predominantly white community. And, um, and so I grew up in this, in this world that was, you know, with a lack of diversity, very insulated. Um, my, my dad died when I was really young. So there was a lot of question about identity and, and, and sort of living in the shadow of him, um, because I was surrounded by, you know, my uncles and my cousins and all these people that knew him, but didn't really mm -hmm. talk about him much. So there was, a, there, there was this big mystery, but there was also, you know, like life is hard enough just trying to be a human being, let alone when labels are, are thrust upon you, whether it's um, it can be, you know, the label of being adopted or it could be the label of being, you know, African-American and you, you pick it. And, and, um, and so as you're struggling to try to figure out who you are, there's also all these people, these outside forces that are telling you, well, you're this, you're this, you're this. I don't even know what that means, you know, and, and, and that's a lot of what I wanted to get at the heart of with, with this particular story and this particular character, you know, in part, because I, I think it's still something that even as a middle-aged man, I'm still dealing with, you know, still mm -hmm. trying to figure out aspects of, of who I am and, and, you know, oh, why, why is this happening to me now? Is this something that, you know, that I inherited from my, my parents? Interesting because, you know, part of my experience growing up and also in comics as a, as a person of color is is a lot of times you're the only one in the room or you're yeah. one of the only ones in the room and you, and you're made to feel like e even if no one's going out of their way to make you feel out of place, it's still yeah. obvious that you know you're different. You know, one of these things is not like the other, <laughs> and um, and and I wanted to. Uh, I, I also really want to explore that a lot, too, because a lot of times in comics when you see um, one of two things happens when you bring in a, a character of color. E either they are the only one and it's never addressed or they're thrust into – and it's pop culture a lot where they're, they're thrust in – you, you go into this all-black world or this all-Asian world or this all 
you know, queer world. And it's like, okay, yeah, there's those circles exist at times, but sometimes you, you, you're outside of those circles and sometimes you're really alienated and, and, and trying to figure out how you fit in. And that's, that was a huge part of what I wanted to try to get into. Awesome. And, you know, Sure, Brian. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got a, I got a lot of kids, and there's a lot of comics in the house. You know, and I don't show them <laughs> all bet. stuff. Like I just, it, it just, it's here, <laughs> and they see it, and they get into what they get into. I'm really into uh-huh. that, right? But with Naomi, I went, you know, and and with the Miles Morales of it all being in their lives, I said, you know, I should show my daughters Naomi because it's not their story. Like they know their story and they know their truth, and like I always like that's their story to tell. I would never like sell their story, you know? So, but I said, but I bet it would be confusing to see like images, Naomi laying around the house. Mm-hmm. So I said, Hey, let me tell you about what me and David are doing. And I, I expressed it to them and I let, um, uh, uh, Sabrina who's, who's 11, uh, read it, uh, first and she read it. And then I, I, I walked into her describing it to her eight year old sister, who's also adopted. And she was about to read it, and she pointed to me, and we're very early on in Naomi's um, uh, development. And then Sabrina goes, well, because she knows her story. She goes, well, wh- who is this? What, what is this? And I go, well, it's, it's about David. And she goes, oh, that's fascinating. Uh-huh. Something like that, right? Give <laughs> some feedback. Tabitha, I love it. <laughs> Tabitha goes, yeah, yeah, that's enough about David. Listen, Naomi needs four-level powers. And I go, excuse me? Ah. She goes, whatever people feel when Thor walks in the room, that's what they should feel when Naomi walks in the room. Like, this is my daughter says, Okay, right? this is great editorial direction here. Go on. <laughs> no, and, and, and she rarely does this. Like, she's pointing at me like, this is what you're doing. Like, they're like an editor. Like, you're, yeah. this, is, this is your job today, right? And then she goes, however people feel about Thor, that's what people think about Naomi. And my other daughter goes, drunk? And I went, oh, my God, that's where we are with Thor. That people yeah. think that's, <laughs> okay. Like my daughter's first reaction to Thor was drunk. Okay, and, well. <laughs> uh, right. right? And, and uh, no, but, but the power level, um, uh, Naomi's power level came from my daughter. So okay. that, 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 that was when she, she was saying it in a way like, that's where I want my representation, like the end. And I was like, yeah. right, done. I well, felt you're speaking for many. Well, the character clearly, the character clearly is uh, a character, a character full of power. I guess we're going to find out yeah. more about that. Um, very quickly, I would, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 those were the kind of really kind of the questions I wanted to talk about. I know the character is really going to be embedded in the DC universe and, and, um, uh, but, but I, but just, um, uh, on maybe not quite as, uh, on a different level, I'm curious to know, how do you two work together? I mean, I mean, do you know what part does, uh, David's Naomi end and Brian's <laughs> begin? Do you, uh, are no, you on the, are no, you, do you, you do it by email? Are you on, you know, uh, Skype every night? It's, how, oh, how do it's you work a com- this out? It's, it's email and Skype and I, and we don't live that far from each other. So, you know, I'll go over and we'll just powwow. And, and there's, um, you know, Brian and I, the, the, one of the philosophies that we share is that the story is what's most important. It's not about, you know, Oh, this is a scene that I wrote, or this is a scene that he wrote. Yep. You know, this is the, it, this is my moment. This is your moment. Like, no, no, it's, this is the character's moment. This is the book's moment. We need to make this the best thing we possibly can. And so, um, and, and we do, both of us are just neurotic enough and, and just self-conscious enough that we, we, we stress out over, 
even suggesting changes that the other one has made. Um, but in the process of doing that, I think it's smoothed out any sort of um, – it's made it seamless. It's, it's made it seamless so that I feel, you, you know, like I was looking at the hardcover the other day, and I was I was like, I honestly don't remember who who – who wrote the final version of this scene. I remember how this scene came about. I remember talking about it, but I don't remember which one of us wrote it. And, and, and how it's d- funny. I'm actually reading uh, Stanley's biography um, that Danny Fingeroth wrote. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's all, coming out this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, he's, he's coming here to Portland to speak. So I'm going to do a talk with him and um, speaking of the book market and, um, <laughs> Uh, and in it, there is, you know, we're getting into that who created what, and no one remembers who oh, created yes. what, and everyone's angry about it. Yes. And <laughs> I, you know, and I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm, it's, it's so, I always feel bad for these guys that they couldn't get to a place that most of my friends are, and like David and I are, like, uh, who cares who created it? Like, I, like, yeah. like, I couldn't have created it without my friends at the end. I don't know who, I don't know how, how I don't know why. But it, it, wouldn't, it would not have worked without Jamal. I could not have even gotten anywhere near this truth without David on my own. It's a, I, it's, it's a beautiful feeling, and it, it's sad that some of the older creators don't get to just experience that beautiful feeling. I made how, something with my friend, and I love it. How did Jamal figure into this? Did, well, I mean, he's in Canada, right? I, I'm not sure exactly where he yeah. lives. Uh, do, do you just, once again, email uh, drafts around? Um, how do you guys go back and forth with the artist? Well, hilariously, the, 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 the collaboration between me and David is very messy because our friendship can handle it. Yeah. So that's what David was trying to politely describe. A very messy, neurotic, uh, ah, kind of collaboration, right? <laughs> okay. And then we hand it to Jamal, who, though younger than us, seems to have a deep, uh, centered energy where he can just sit down and do his work. So he takes all of this, um, I'd say mania, and, <laughs> and 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 crafts it into a professionally beautiful. He makes it make sense uh, uh-huh. <laughs> by bringing and all the yeah. all the designs, all the special um, details. Her hair, everything is uh, that's all Jamal. Like, yeah. He brought all of it. Uh, some of it right away, like in first sketches, like holy shit. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's she looks been, good. Yeah, and, and so you, when you ask how you do it, when someone comes at you with just fully formed, beautiful ideas, it's very hard to even give notes to. They're like, "Yeah, it's, that's better than what was in our head. That's great, great." So look- yeah, and and it's a lot of we we hit a we hit a point somewhere probably around issue three or four where it was so clear that we were comfortable working with with Jamal and and really getting a grasp on what he was doing that that the scripts became even more insane and yeah. and then it was a lot of like getting on the phone or getting on skype with him and going no no it's okay you can make this work you know it's yeah. a, a two-page spread with like 58 panels and yeah. <laughs> and uh and and but it was really um like you we can't downplay the important role that he played you know yeah. uh, it's it's um this is not, you know, Brian and David created Naomi. This is Brian, David, and Jamal. Like, yeah. the, he, like he is such an integral part of it that, um, and 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 it, to to the extent that we really did, we got to the point where, as we were writing, we were thinking about more of, okay, so how would he, how, what's he capable of, and you know, 
what sort of emotions is he drawing? How expressive is he drawing? Let's 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 lean into all of that, which is such a great feeling, knowing that you can do it, and and that as a writer you can do it, and that the artist is going to deliver. And he, and he did every single time. It it, it does harken back to uh, and and I don't mean to bring him up in this, but it really does harken back to the early days of Miles Morales, mm-hmm. where sure. Sarah Pichelli, wonderful artist, always doing mm-hmm. wonderful work. But then there's something about this assignment and how we're handling it where they've uh, in, personally just decided to hit that next level of the work. Like, oh, this is this you're in the moment. Right. And I because I've been in that situation with other artists, they're like, ooh, a moment's happening. I have to do I, I, I have to either get the hell out of the way or do whatever <laughs> I have to do to keep the moment going, whatever juggling act I got to do to keep the magic moving and and so i you know as soon as we saw the first pages of the first issue i turned to david and i said jamal's in the zone and it's up to us to figure out like are we supposed to push him like really really hard or or are we supposed to like this is the zone right and it, and and so that that's what you're seeing in those later issues is is us well, um, it, it, it's really great. Figuring out how, how much he needs, yeah. It's really because I, I I I read the first periodical issue and that the his you know the art was moody and antic and real and dynamic and you know as need as needed be uh, and so then I and then I've had I haven't been able to read the full story. I kind of wait for the book, you know. So it's really been right. satisfying. So look, I'm going to let you two get out of here because this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. But I would love uh, Brian you to tell us uh, maybe you could tell a listener a little bit about the Wonder Comics imprint. Well, sure, and and also to answer the one question you've asked three times and I've not asked oh. about the book market in YA. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. Because I actually, uh, I've been writing YA material literally since I broke into mainstream comics with Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So this this YA phenomenon of which you know there are Harry Potter, like it's been going on almost the entire time I've been making comics. So it's not so much. Uh, phenomenon as the companies are kind of catching up with what the readers have been very loudly saying. Uh, So it's, to me, wonderful to walk into a traditional bookstore and see it mostly being a graphic novel section sometimes. Like there are are places in Portland where the, 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 the graphic novel section has literally taken over yeah. chunks of Barnes and Noble, like, and, and I know David, you write really, for. I know David writes YA uh, uh, for the YA yeah, yeah. As well. So yeah. we we've, we've been we've been on this road for a while, and um, I'm we're very happy to be part of the conversation. Awesome, great. So Wonder Comics, yeah, yeah. Wonder Comics is all about that. Wonder Comics is um, a line of comics for DC that specifically focuses on. Uh, the teenage heroes, uh, the ones that are like a little older, you know, they're just, mm-hmm. just at, just looking at adulthood going, ah, here it comes. It's coming and making those choices and friendships and discovering stuff about themselves. And so it's young justice. It's dilates for hero, uh, and, uh, the wonder twins and our brand new character, Naomi. But we also have new titles coming out this year, including Amethyst and some other awesome stuff coming. And uh, I will give you a little scoopy scoop. Yeah. Uh, David will be uh, joining me as writer of A Young Justice starting week 13. All right, great. We like scoops. All right. (laughs) Naomi. Naomi Okay, there you go. It's out there in the world. Oh, terrific. Naomi's joining the team, and so is David. Great. 
Uh, terrific. So, I, well, I was going to ask David if he could tease what's next for Naomi, but it sounds like um, you just did. <laughs> yeah, she's she's going to join Young Justice, and this will this will lead up to then when we we move into season two. But she's going to um, really start uh, getting her chops down. She's this is this is where she's going to start. Um, she's going to hit the ground running, and she already has in, in action. Um, yeah. and, and she's getting ready to appear in Young Justice. And, and so it's, it's just exciting. And these are, you know, um, th- this YA market that we're, that we're talking about. I agree with Brian. It's been around for mm-hmm. a very long time. Um, in terms of graphic novels, it, people are just now starting to really recognize what a lot of us have seen. And, and to me, that's crucial because I, I know that this was when I was at a certain age, how much reading really meant to me you know, books and comics. And, and back then there weren't that many graphic novels. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, I, I want to give back some of that sense of wonder. I know it might sound a little corny or, or cliche, but, um, you know, that's why working on a, on the Wonder Comics imprint feels so good. Cause it's like, oh yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's weird as a middle-aged man to say that you're writing a comic that makes you feel the way you felt when you were picking up new Teen Titans by, you know, Marv Wolfman and George Perez. But that's how I feel. Great. Look, uh, well, that's because we're, we're living in, in special times now. Uh, uh, I think it's never been better for comics. So, and, and you two are part of the reason for that. So, look, thanks to Thank both you. of you, David and Brian. I really appreciate you being on the show. My Thank pleasure. You so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Yep. Take care. 